We are so glad you decided to join us today for Compelled. Bob Morrison is here to get us thinking about what it means to live a compelled life. Hey, good morning, guys. So this message is called Dry Ground. I know, kind of a weird title, but uh, if you just hang with me for a little bit, it'll make sense. So I know that every time that we get up in the morning, we do things that are in our routine, like we look in the mirror, we brush our teeth, we comb our hair, we throw some food in our face, and then we go to our job. At least most of us do. If we have a job, it's probably not a job we're in love with, it's probably out of necessity. And it definitely takes its toll on you. I mean, five years, 10 years, 20 years of going to this job that maybe you don't love, and you're doing it over and over, trying to figure out what is the meaning of my life? I think that's the big question that we all ask ourselves, sometimes several times a day. Why are we here? Why am I doing this? Do I matter? Am I invisible? Does God know I exist? Does God exist? Well, somewhere along the way, I started taking notes and I was like, in these amazing situations that occurred all across the US and even outside of the US, that confirmed to me that yes, God exists, absolutely. And does he wanna be a part of our life? Oh yeah. And does he compel us? Mm, there's that question, there's that word compelled. You see compelled, when you look it up in the dictionary, it talks about compelled as being an irresistible force, something that you can't say no to, something that is so overwhelming in your soul that you just have to say, I gotta do this. There's a difference between being compelled and just being impulsive. And I'll tell you the best way to figure out the difference. Impulsive is where someone says, hey, I'm gonna tear everything down in my house and I'm gonna turn it into a business. I don't have a business plan, don't really know what I'm gonna sell, probably not even zoned for business, but I'm gonna do this because I think God's telling me to do this. So the guy tears everything out of his house, throws a homemade sign out front, starts selling whatever his product is, and within a very short time fails miserably. And he's scratching his head going, what? I don't understand. I thought this is what God wanted me to do. Right here's where you insert the game show buzzer that goes, eh. it's not what God wanted you to do. It's what you wanted to do, hoping that God would say, yes, yes, let's do this. That's impulsive. That's where you do something because it just feels right at the moment. Whereas compelled, you're just owned by it. There's no saying no to it. And there's some places in the Bible where I saw this, uh, over and over it repeats itself, the same message of being compelled. And I'll tell you one of the cool ones is Joshua, Joshua 3. It's in the Old Testament of all places. And I know I'm not one of those guys that throws the Old Testament around. Um, I'm pretty excited that the New Testament came along, that Jesus was born, died for her sins, rose again. You know, everything about Jesus makes me excited and passionate to do life. But there are some things in the Old Testament that just make me say, whoa, wow, that's crazy. What the heck was that? So in Joshua 3, it's one of those places. And Joshua, uh, man, he was somebody who was totally connected to God. And you have to understand, he's in this big group of people who are carrying something called the Ark of the Covenant. 
Now, I'm not going to just like drag you down into a bunch of scripture. The Ark of the Covenant was basically this big, fancy wooden box, had all kinds of gold on the outside of it. It had four handles and these guys carried it. But inside it, it said that it carried the two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments from Moses. I mean, this is pretty solid stuff. Um, you know, it's a big enough deal that if those were around, they'd probably be in the Smithsonian with armed guards around it. So carrying those in the Ark of the Covenant meant these guys were sort of uh, sacred. You didn't even touch the box. So what does all that have to do with you and me going in, punching a time clock and just dealing with the rat race? How does the Ark of the Covenant come into play? Glad you asked. So in this piece in Joshua 3, uh, the Lord goes to Joshua, speaks to him and says, Hey, Joshua, yo, my man, we're going to do something crazy. I want you to tell all of your guys to get ready to experience something amazing. Get ready to experience an act of God that's so awesome that they're not going to forget it. Tell them to get their hearts ready to receive this amazing miracle. So Joshua's kind of like, all right, I can do that. He goes and he talks to all the guys and he says, listen, uh, God's cooking up something pretty extreme and we're part of it. So get some rest, get yourself ready because tomorrow morning we're going for it. So in that passage, it says that they uh, are told by God to go to the Jordan River and it says, tell the guys who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant to step off into the river. Now, this is not just any river. This is the Jordan River. And here's the nutty part. The Jordan River is at flood stage. And for those of you that don't know what that means, that means it's high. It's raging water. And for anybody in their right mind to say, hey, I was want to step off the bank into this raging river. And oh, hey, can I hang on to this super heavy wooden box with stone tablets in it? And uh, it's wrapped in gold, so I know it's super heavy. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to step off into the river with that, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, there's probably a lot of question marks. Uh, had it happened in current times, I guarantee you somebody would have been getting their phone out. Let's video this, because we're going to sell this to Fox, and it's going to be like uh, when mission trips go bad tonight at 9 on Fox. So anyway, they get to the bank. The Lord tells them, you know, have your guys step off. They're going to witness something amazing. So out of just straight up blind faith obedience, they step off the bank. And there has to be that split second right there. That's the make it or break it. It's like when you play poker and there's the all in where you just go, man, I'm either going to put all my chips in or I'm going to fold. Thank goodness these guys are like, hey, we're not going to fold. Let's do this. So it says as soon as their foot touched the water. The river stopped. Now, it doesn't just stop so that they're stepping into uh, deep water. It says that the water actually backed up and piled up upstream away from them. And it describes it in two places in this passage as dry ground. Now, I'm thinking, you know, if it was just a natural occurrence, like something crazy, like maybe some big sinkhole in the river upstream suddenly causes the river to suck away from that spot, making you have the impression, oh, wow, the river's stopping, and you step off the bank, you're going to see this big, muddy mess with fish flopping, 
and a bunch of river slime everywhere. But it doesn't say that. It says they stepped off and they were on dry ground. And it says out in the middle, as they crossed, they were on dry ground. Now, the reason that that's so important, it's confirmation from God to say, hey, look, I want you to know this was me. I want you to know that when I told you, I want you to step off the bank, I take care of you. This is you witnessing exactly what I promised it would be. That's the crazy part about being compelled. I don't know where your compelled moment's going to come from. Everybody has one. There's this point in life where you just suddenly go, wow, I got to do this. God's asked me to do it. I'm going to do it. And everybody around you is going, watch this nut step off the river, into the river. Watch this nut step off the bank into the raging river. And that's the last we'll ever see him. You'll have that moment in life. If you're really pursuing God in your day to day and you're saying, hey, God, what's today about? How can I reflect Jesus to the people around me? What can I do that will make them say, oh, wow, that's a God thing. There's no other explanation. That's the dry ground moment. I don't know what yours is going to be or where it's going to occur, but I promise you it does. So I guess for me, I want you to know that I'm living a compelled life. And my compelled life is every day I get up and I say, God, I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to do it. You know, if you tell me, hey, pull over here and help this guy on the side of the road, I just do it. If I'm in the line at Walmart and God says, hey, get some money out. It's not for your groceries. It's for the person behind you. I just do it. If I'm in a restaurant and God says, hey, those people over there, they're having a big struggle. They're here because they need to take their kids out to eat. And they're trying to just show themselves that they're not completely destitute. They're trying to find some little element of normal. And I want you to take some money over there and just pay their bill. Those compelled moments like that will blow you away. And it's cool because sometimes you don't get to know the answer to why you did it. And other times you will. I mean, I've had things where like uh, a great example of a dry ground moment for me was a guy was pumping out a septic tank. I didn't know him, didn't know his company. Uh, I just saw him in the yard running this big machine, sucking out the poo out of the septic tank. And God's like, that guy right there, right now, give him what's in your wallet. And, you know, there's this moment where you're like, oh boy, this is going to go bad. But I didn't. I actually walked over. I opened my wallet. I pull out whatever's in there, like $18. And I said, hey man, I don't know what this is about, but God says you need this. And we serve an amazing God. And I just want you to have this money. And the dude almost goes teary-eyed on me. He's He's young. He's like maybe 23 years old. And I said, what is it? He said, man, I just took a call less than a minute ago from my wife. And he said, she called me to tell me that we're out of diapers and asked me, is there any way you can pick some up? We have a new baby. And he said, we're struggling. And I told her, I don't think I have enough money. Yeah. I'm always blown away by that. I'm blown away by that compelled moment. I could have just as easily went, eh, that's not God telling me to give this guy money. I would have missed out on that awesome experience of knowing the confirmed 
situation, the, the confirmation from God to say, yep, that was me. I knew this guy needed that. I knew that he needed that to build his faith in me. You did exactly what I asked you to do. And that's really all it's about. It's about living your life, being compelled by God. So I'm praying for you all. And I pray that you find your compelled moment to step off the bank and find yourself on dry ground. This is Bob Morrison, and I'll see you somewhere out there.